0: hello and welcome to the snooker loopy i want to say snooper Loopy. that's not a phrase welcome to the snooker loop oh for god's sake see joe said just before we started recording you're the host and suddenly i've forgotten how to speak but hello welcome to the snooker loopy podcast my name is tom mayhew i'm a comedian and big snooker fan i'm here with my very good friend joe Hannard, who is a youtuber and a big snooker fan as well how are you joe you good Yes, good. Uh, Happy New Year, Tom, and Happy New Year to all of our three listeners out there. Well, you say that, Joe, but some of the episodes have had up to 150 views on YouTube. Well, there you go. There you go. And this year is going to be a big year for the podcast. I'm going to put it out on Spotify and stuff, I think. Oh, yes. Very good. So if if we're not um, guests of (laughs) honour at the Crucible this year, I'll be very disappointed. Well, we can go on our own tour, can't we? We should do. Oh, mate, would you do? Because obviously, I've done lots of live gigs, but would you do a live podcast? Oh probably. Yeah. Oh, we are booking that in as soon as, as soon as we've got twenty fans, we're going to find a. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to find the yeah, smallest we'll go, venue. We're going to find the, the
1: smallest venue in the country and fill it out.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, a sellout is a sellout, right? You know. So... Yeah. 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 But, um, yeah, it's good to be back. It's good to be back. And the one thing I wanted to do, because we don't have a... You know, most podcasts, they're very produced. They've got things like mm-hmm. a, a theme tune or they've got uh, really exciting <laughs> sound effects. And obviously, we can't use the actual version of Snooker Loopy, can we? Mm. However, Joe, I've got a surprise for you. Do you know the website? I think they're called like VM and stuff like that. No. There are websites where you can get uh, video messages from your favourite celebrities. Oh
1: yes, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, yeah. So I've sent you a a link there.
1: <laughs> and... Are these from all of your comedy
0: profits? Is this uh, no, no? This where is this gone. This is this is going to be very exciting. I mean, comedy profits. Have you seen the industry, mate? Jesus! <laughs> oh my goodness me. So I will I will edit the audio and put it into the podcast, but uh, if Joe just wants to react live as he plays it. React live, okay.
2: Well, I didn't really know what to do with this request, so uh, I know you're snooker loopy nuts, so here we go, I might as well, rather than just talking, I might as well try and sing it. So uh, snooker loopy nuts are we, me and him and them and me. We'll show you what we can
1: do with a load of balls and a snooker cue. Pot the red, then screw back for the yellow, green, brown, blue, pink and black. Snooker, loopy, nuts are we. We're all snooker, loopy. bum 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 Oh dear. Uh, he, he can't sing any better, can he? I mean, it's barely
0: looks, it's
1: barely singing, it, right <laughs> He looks so awkward, doing it? It's wonderful. <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe you managed that., <laughs> uh, I thought he might go I tell you what, or something
0: like that, you know, or go it's a cracker. Oh well, maybe maybe if this pod if this podcast turns a profit in the next yes, yeah then we go we we
1: every every bit of profit we make from this we can invest into celeb clips. He was sixty quid, Dennis Taylor. Oh. <laughs> Money well spent. Money well spent. I mean, I, I think a it... living crisis. <laughs>
0: I mean, in a way, I think it is bunny well spent. In another way, Absolutely. I will remind listeners early on, I do have a Patreon. So um, if Good. you want to basically fund me, some would say wasting money on getting snooker players to sing Snooker Loopy. I disagree. If you want to help fund that, I do have a Patreon.
1: <laughs> what was the request? I want to know what
0: the request was. I literally just posted the lyrics for Snooker Loopy. I didn't say, "Would you be able to sing this?" I didn't say, "Hi, I'm I'm doing a thing," or "Hello, would you do this?" I literally just said my name was Snookaloopy and posted the lyrics, and I was like, "You can do with that what you like." Fair enough, and And, he did it, and that's what he did. That's what
1: he did. There you go, and he and he got sixty quid for it. There you go.
0: Well, thank you very much, Dennis Taylor. That's something I would cherish. Yes,
1: thanks, Dennis. Cheers, Dennis,
0: for the rest of my life. There we go. Um... Oh yeah,
1: yeah. Almost as much as uh, Rob Walker saying your name in the virtual championship. And he, did, oh, he also did the... Uh, he's talked to you twice now, hasn't
0: he? Again, I'm going to do lots of editing for this podcast, it seems. I'm going to edit in that little chat me and Rob had. I mean, it wasn't a chat. I tweeted him talking about his infamous Yan Bing Tao video. And uh, I'll wow. put the audio
2: for that in here. Being the patient game here, Matt Selt. Tom Mayhew is saying, why was I so excited about the carpet at Yan Bing Chao's house? Yep. Well called out, Tom. We've been doing a few pieces to try and get behind the personalities. It's complete garbage that there are no characters in snooker anymore. Complete and utter garbage. But when they're at an event, they're not likely to be drinking six pints because it's too competitive. They've got to try and win the event. Anyway, we went around to... We did a piece at Mark Selby's house, Kyra Wilson's house, drove a tractor with Dave Gilbert. We did a piece with Yan Bing Tao, which ended up going viral, I believe, on social media. he just moved into a house, and um, yeah, we did the best with the uh, material we had, and quite rightly, there was a high level of mickey-taking going on. So yeah, at my expense, I'll take that one, Tom Mayhew. So yeah, I did that. Um, What do you think, Joe? Do you think
0: he's he's, um, as ashamed as he should be
1: <laughs> what rob yeah um well i don't know i mean i mean he did sound pretty embarrassed in that clip i, I must admit I, you know i don't think it's one of his proudest moments but i admire him for for actually going into his house and trying to get answers out of him because he's never been the best interview interview person to have so to turn up to his house and Try and get anything out of him
0: was was amazing. <laughs> I mean, I would argue if that was a a normal interviewer who just asked the standard questions, no one would have watched that video. Mm. But Rob, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Rob at least made it funny. I mean, it was r- ridiculous, but it was funny. I don't know if, if he was trying to be funny. I don't really know, but he he made it entertaining. At least, like that's probably yeah. one of the most viewed videos of any snooker content over the past year like rob (laughs) going look how soft this carpet is oh quick get get a shot of this carpet
1: (laughs) yeah no he's he's bonkers um but I, i mean speaking of that we always go on these tangents but i do think um wst for all of their flaws they they are putting a lot of effort into their youtube
0: content which i think is good I wasn't sure whether to bring up YouTube because uh since the last podcast we recorded, Joe, the, the little crucible kind of pilot episodes we did last year. Since then Stephen Hendry has has started a YouTube channel. He's after your fans, Joe. How do you feel? <laughs> well, I think
1: he's got many more than uh, all of my fans, so does he? Let's in, I'm in gonna short I think he's got something like eighty thousand subscribers or something.
0: No way.
1: I'm gonna quit Genuinely, I
0: think he has. He's only started like a month ago. Stephen Hendry, eighty thousand. Oh, it's loading. Here we go. Stephen Hendry's Q-tips. It's called. God, fifty-six thousand. Well, there you go. There I mean, how go. has he done that? God. I mean, I know it is Stephen Hendry, obviously, but does that does that annoy you, Joe? That you've you've basically <laughs> spent years building yourself up to be the, the snooker Hello. YouTube man. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, yeah, I just—I'm I'm not bothered. He—he he creates different content to me, doesn't he? So I'd like to maybe, maybe what one of his future videos needs to be is a frame with Captain Goodspeed on snooker nineteen. Maybe that's what he needs to do.
0: <laughs> we'll start the petition today, shall we? We'll start. Oh, it'll be
1: on Stephen Hendry's "This Is Snooker," which was meant to come out three years ago.
0: Do you think his YouTube comments are full of people going, hey, when's that game coming out, Stephen?" <laughs>
1: well, if they're not, they should be.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, he's still got the um, the promo like, uh, poster
0: up in his snooker room. Oh, does he? Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's going to be um, one of those famous games that's in development hell for about 20 years, and it will finally come out eventually. Mm-hmm. It will finally come
1: out as as uh, Stephen Hendry Junior Junior. Uh, <laughs> this is snooker. James Cahill's. This is snooker. James Cahill. Yeah. <laughs> snooker, loopy nuts are we? We're all snooker. Loopy. Bum, bum, bum,
0: bum, bum. But the the main topic at the moment, of course, everyone's talking about is the the match fixing, the alleged match fixing, I should say. Mm. Mm. And I, you can't really say much about that either because I feel like there's enough people going, "Oh, what do you think of that?" And every snooker player just goes, "Yeah, it's bad, isn't it?" Because what else are you going to say? They're not going <laughs> to go, "Actually, I really love the match fix, And I think there should be I more match of it. fixing
1: too. Yes, <laughs> we're
0: all doing it. <laughs> but I think, I think you know, Captain Goodspeed fans, they'll be, they'll be a bit nervous. They'll be possibly wondering. You've, you've probably played more games of virtual snooker on YouTube than any man in history and they'll <laughs> they'll want me to ask the question, Joe. I don't want to ask it, but they'll want me to ask, have you ever fixed a match? <laughs> no. <laughs> there was a pause there. He looked very I, I nervous. Not... Well well.
1: Uh, it, might... <laughs> it, dep- it depends. It depends what you mean. Have I taken advantage of the AI stupidity sometimes? <laughs> yes. Which I guess is a form of match fixing, but uh, I, I was never I was never offered uh, large sums of money to, other than from YouTube themselves <laughs> to, to throw matches in dramatic fashion.
0: Well, um, I mean, <laughs> how much would we? I don't know why I'm putting so much money into this podcast because snooker podcasts are probably not very commercial, but how much will I have to pay you for you to do a snooker 19 video where it's just you playing like a five frame match against Dominic Dale and (laughs) you lose three nil with a high break of four. (laughs) Well,
1: I I think you could just buy me a drink. I think that would probably (laughs) be enough.
0: (laughs) If only more players were that upfront and open about their match fixing, then it, It wouldn't be a problem. We'd get get it out of the way straight away.
1: Well, maybe we just need the news of the world back.
0: Maybe that's what <laughs> what we need. We just had our virtual uh our virtual snooker Higgins moment just there with Goodspeed's Revelation. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, I was in lots of fear of the of this very scary Tom. Um well, if I edit the podcast, I can make you say anything, Turning. Well, you can. You can, to be fair. You can. And you do. <laughs> <laughs> and so, do.
0: I mean, the, I don't really want to talk about it in a, in a serious way because I think it's a very dry, boring topic, but mm. I did think it could be a fun idea of us to try and think of more interesting punishments for match fixing because it is usually mm. just you're banned from the sport for a couple of years and you're given a hefty fine i thought maybe if the punishments were more creative maybe it might put them off a bit more or maybe it would Mm. just at least it would you know people go oh match fixing is really bad for an entertainment product and it's like well at least if the punishments were entertaining you wouldn't have to worry so my first one i thought of is that if they are caught match fixing for the next year they have to play every match blindfolded (laughs) I mean,
1: some of them play like they are
0: blindfolded. <laughs> well, exa- well, exactly. And if, if you're going to throw the game, you may as well make it funny for us to watch, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. There'll be a bit That's of slapstick, you know, they'll accidentally hit the ref from the bomb on they queue and lose a frame.
1: <laughs> yeah, they'll end up playing on the wrong table. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Just well, JV, JV going, what's this? What? Where, where's the player going? <laughs> Stephen Hendry's walked to the wrong table here. I don't know what he's doing. He's... Are you suggesting
1: Stephen Hendry is one of those that may be match fixing? I am not.
0: <laughs> Legally, no. <laughs> However, if Stephen Hendry wants to... If Stephen Hendry wants to deny it, he is more than welcome to come on the podcast and do so. Yes. (laughs) Otherwise, we'll just take it as he is. That's all I'm saying. I mean, there's got to be a reason he's not turning up, right?
1: (laughs) Yes. My uh, sort of punishment would be to chuck them onto the the pool circuit (gasps) for a bit.
0: Oh... Wow, I mean they will get thrashed As we've seen whenever they try and play pool So that would be incredible (laughs) Hi to all the pool fans out there We've just lost A third of our listeners probably (laughs) That one pool fan out there That one person
1: Perhaps another punishment could be um, They all have to do uh, 1,985 Retakes of the
0: Black Ball Final Frame (laughs) <laughs> I mean that would put you off, wouldn't it? <laughs> like if you match fix, you're going to have to waste days of your life pretending to be Dennis, and they have to pretend to be Dennis Taylor. They have yeah, to wear yeah, glasses yeah, yeah. upside they down. They have to
1: wear a big ginger wig and a big, <laughs> uh, and then some big upside down glasses, and yeah.
0: I thought of uh, some more that I've got. I've got noted down here. Uh, one was if they caught match fixing for the next two years on tour, they can still play snooker, but Rob Walker has to take every fifth shot they take. Oh. They have to sort of tag him in, go, all right, Rob, he comes in, and they might be <laughs> in a really good break. And he, Rob might pot it, he might not.
1: <laughs> oh, well, then you would see who his favourites
0: are. That, I mean, that's very true. Yeah, and we'd mm. also see how good he really is. I mean, if both players are match-fixing, it could end up being Rob against Rob, which I'd like to see. <laughs> Uh, there's enough uh, enough players doing it. One more thing I thought of was if you're caught match fixing, you can still play. But you know how there's the triple crown thing on the waistcoats. <laughs> it, it wouldn't be a crown. It would just be a Barry Hearn's face looking really sad <laughs>
1: uh, with with like fake tears rolling down. And...
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that they'd have that on their waistcoat for life whenever they play. <laughs>
1: No, I like it. I like it. Maybe maybe people should vote in the uh in the comments and
0: tell us which one they think. If you want to uh suggest your own in the comments, feel yes. free to either comment below or tweet us on Twitter. Um Joe's Captain Goodspeed, I'm Tom Mayhew. Feel free to tweet us or comment on YouTube and we'll we'll read them out if there's any good ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm hoping that we'll have like five hundred by next episode. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, we'll just we'll uh, we'll at Jason Ferguson with all of the um all of the suggestions, suggested punishments. Maybe it'll help with their investigation.
0: I mean we've still got time the investigation's taking a long time, so well, I can only yes. presume they're just trying to think of more creative punishments. <laughs> they haven't got us on board yet, that's the problem. I mean come on, WST, sort it out. Get us on board. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying is, people won't match fix if, you know, for example, if you were caught match fixing for the rest of your career, you had to commentate on yourself while playing. That would stop people.
1: Yeah. Or you had to have John Virgo <laughs> stood next to the table with a big <laughs> microphone.
0: Or like a megaphone, really shouting. <laughs> yeah, it a
1: megaphone. Like... Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love that. I'd love that. But, I, it, I, you know, I mean, it is a shame that the this controversy has overshadowed the upcoming Masters, because I think, it's mm. a, you know, we all know it's a massive event. And there's, there's a poor graphic designer somewhere who has spent hours making video packages of the top 16. And suddenly in, in two an days abandoned left, warehouse, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> two days left, they have gone, right, Google Hossein Pifai and <laughs> put him in the graphics, please, because he's been brought in. Yeah. I mean, poor John Parrott, he's done
1: all his revision on uh, the top <laughs> 16 and he doesn't, he's never seen um, Hossein play. Who, who's the other one that's been called up?
0: Uh, who's by, uh David Gilbert. Oh, Dave Gilbert, yeah. I think it's a shame that, I mean, it is good, obviously, that they do it by the rankings, but maybe it would be more fun if they just picked a player at random, like put all the mm-hmm. names in the hat. I went, Mm. oh, now in the Masters, it's Craig Stedman (laughs) or (laughs) something. You can see why they don't. (laughs)
1: Sorry, Craig. Sorry. Sorry.
0: If Craig wins the Masters in the next five years, you're going to look pretty stupid, Joe. I
1: am going to look stupid, aren't I? But it might get us more views.
0: Who knows? (laughs) What a Craig Stedman podcast rivalry. (laughs) Yep. Yep. But yeah, I mean, it's always a good tournament. I always love it on the BBC, the Masters. Have you got um, any any thoughts for it? Are you are you looking forward to it? Are you are you in that snooker mindset at the moment?
1: Uh, I, to be honest with you, Tom, uh, th- this season I've not I've not been as into it as as I have in previous years, and I don't know what it is. But yeah, you, you know, I think with the Masters being the top players. I, I will naturally enjoy it. Um I think for a second year in a row the, the UK lineup was fairly underwhelming from the quarterfinals onwards. Mm. You know, Mark Allen and Ding in the final isn't what it would have been ten years ago.
0: Oh, it was a good final though.
1: It was a good final, don't get me wrong, but I just mean from the names have gone, oh, I must watch that match. You know, yeah. I see Ding and Mark Allen and I think, wow, well, not bothered. I'm glad I did watch it because it was very good. But it, it, it doesn't have, you know, we've got such big names in the sport. You know, Ronnie Higgins, Williams, Robertson, Selby, Trump. You know, all of those players, if they're in a final together, like we had in the World Championship. It just takes it to another level, in my opinion, and I don't think we've really had any of those big finals this year. Off the top of my head, I can't think of any particularly.
0: Well, hopefully the Masters will be the one because it. I mean, well, it yeah, well, well, you would
1: expect it to be because most of the dross is uh, filtered out by the fact that it is only the top sixteen. And so
0: most of the dross <laughs> is this. Is this Joe Hanna doing his Ronnie O'Sullivan impression here? <laughs>
1: Yeah, most of the dross that I could maybe beat with half a finger.
0: Oh, wow, that's Joe. (laughs) Joe's setting out a challenge to... Well, no, no, no. You have just challenged. I don't
1: play often enough now, but... um...
0: I was going to say you've challenged 112 pros, but now it's probably about 102. Uh, You've challenged 102 professional players. Dave Gilbert, Hossen, Vafai and one other.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah. no, I, I just think, I just think. It's... Do you
0: think there's a player you could actually beat? One, on two, eh? Yeah. Over how many frames? Best of
1: five. No. <laughs> Maybe in a one frame shootout, I could potentially, you know, win a win a frame. But I don't, well, who, I who don't you
0: think. Gonna, who are you going to challenge? Let's challenge someone on the podcast now. Challenge
1: somebody on the podcast. Um, oh, and you're not allowed to pick the
0: match fixers because I know you'll just pay them off. <laughs> uh, what with my huge sums of YouTube money? I mean, you're Mister Twenty Three Thousand Subscribers, Joe. You're doing yeah. very well for yourself.
1: Yeah. Um, Dominic Dale.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> he's laid down the gauntlet to the spaceman there. If you're listening, Dale, Joe challenges you. Yeah. yeah, if Joe wins, he gets your place on tour.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, they'll be handing out cards willy nilly next season, won't they? So I might, yeah, I might it's actually be get bad. it.
0: Well, I don't know how many of the I've got, plays will actually drop off the tour because I think in the past, have they ever actually just chucked someone off the tour, or do they just suspend them and then they fall off?
1: I can't remember about Stephen Lee. Everybody else, you know, I think has been just sat on the tour.
0: Weird, because I, I remember J- Jamie Stephen. Jones just sort of was suspended and just slid down the rankings and fell off. But well, he didn't match fix, we should say. He just didn't report it and he was punished yeah, for same that. Same
1: with Stuart Bingham, wasn't it? I think.
0: I think now Bingham bet on, bet on matches, but he bet on, did he bet on himself to win or something? So he <laughs> 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 couldn't be match fixing if he bet on himself to win, I think. Yeah, well, but it, you're still not yeah. supposed to bet. It's against the rules like it is in football, um, which seems a bit ridiculous when you literally make them wear the logo betfrig on their waistcoat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah I don't think they've ever chucked anyone off tour, because if there's, you know, some of these young lads, so we don't know what they've done, so we can't speculate, but if they get suspended, they still have like a, a second year on their tour card, and it would seem stupid to leave them on their, when they're obviously just going to fall off.
1: Yeah. But they will. They will. They'll just leave yeah. them on there because that's what they do. But yeah. I do think, I do think, you know, as much as we were saying their YouTube content is good, I think WST as an organization need to have a big reshuffle of what what it means to be the snooker tour because it, it I don't think it's working at the moment. Because the players are unhappy, I I don't know many fans that are thrilled with snooker at the moment. Because but Joe Trump's big complaint is that we keep you know dwelling on the past or whatever, and yeah, you know, snooker is not really doing anything to to disconnect from that. You know, I I think there's a place for dwelling on the past. You know, I I was what obviously we've had the World Cup recently in football and they never stop going on about maradona or Pele or whoever you know, i that... would
0: just like to say thank you again to dennis taylor for singing our song <laughs>
1: you know but <laughs> but you know football does it and nobody complains about it yeah yeah totally i you know i love personally you know my favorite commentators are john and dennis hmm you know i love the i love the nostalgia of bbc events but i do also take on the point of you know if you don't know who those people are then it means nothing to you mm. so you need to to reach out and try and and try and get new fans that way um i think that's what they need to try more with and you know maybe more player events you know more wst run exhibitions it shouldn't just be left up to snooker legends or the world seniors to go and put all of these old players and new players and current players out on the inter snooker clubs and whatever. Why aren't WST doing that? Why aren't they putting on exhibitions for people to go and meet Judd Trump, if that's who they want to meet or Stuart Bingham or, Hossey and you know. Put them out there, put them in the in in the picture. Bring is, us very pictures,
0: please.
1: Yeah, exactly. But you know, you, you could have certain tiers of players. You could have an exhibition, you could have your your, your one star attraction, you know. These could be going on all over the country. Wow, so you've got one Joey star is, attraction. Is Again,
0: dissing the you've snooker tool.
1: You've got uh Say they say they do one in Yorkshire, right? Yeah. So they're all fairly northern players, probably. You might go for a, a Gary Wilson or somebody as your as your main guy, and then you know you filter down, and you've got your Mike Duns and you've got your Elliot Slessers and yeah, whoever David Lilly, who who now runs my the local snooker club that uh, I. Really? Well, yeah. Well, I don't know if I told you this, but yeah. No. Um, oh
0: my god! Can you, have, you, have you met
1: him? <laughs> I can't believe I didn't tell you this. But um, have you met him? So, well, not. Re- I've I've been in the same room as him, but I've not met. him.
0: Oh, mate! You've got to get his autograph.
1: <laughs> I don't. I, I wouldn't. I don't think he would give me it. A... <laughs>
0: do you think he would sing Snooker Loopy for us?
1: <laughs> I really do not think he would. <laughs>
0: <laughs> can we get him on but, the pod? Um,
1: again, I don't think he would.
0: I'm going to keep That's asking my questions until we get a positive result. Um, do you think he would want to sponsor the podcast?
1: Definitely not.
0: This podcast, if we can do it proper like... <clears throat> this podcast is sponsored by David Lilly Snooker Club. The best club That's Well, it's called... not
1: David Lilly Snooker Club. Oh, it's the it South called? Shield Snooker Centre, I'll have you know. Tom but yes I mean uh, it'd be better so... in your
0: voice because you've got the accent but there we go yeah. Joe can say it in his accent come on David yeah. 50 quid come on, David. an episode yeah. <laughs> you know we're not asking for yeah. much so so he's now the manager of the of the snooker club that I go <sighs> to very
1: well you should wary. challenge him to a match when I'm in the northeast I should challenge him to a duel yeah you should a one oh, frame so shootout
0: cool. I mean, I'm the only snooker fan in the world who would genuinely be excited by that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, you, you know, I think some something to to connect the the local people to their local stars, if you like. Um, <laughs> what you mean? Those characters <laughs> from
0: the League of Gentlemen, right? <laughs> yeah,
1: I don't know what I'm saying, but but I just think they need more access to real life people and, you know, get, get down to the grassroots, do coaching days, you know, do, do fun prize events, raffles, you know, and that sort of thing. You could, you raffles. could win a Dennis Taylor, you can win a Dennis Taylor trick, trick shot video. Um I mean, uh, like an actual VHS. <laughs> VHS. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever watched, um, there's a, there's a, like an hour and a half long, trick shots thing of Dennis Taylor doing trick shots and impressions and whatever back in the 80s and the the very start of the VHS tape is him in a little rowing boat um <laughs> going out uh, on the lake and he's got a fishing rod and he pulls out a steve davis trick shot vhs and he throws it back into the water <laughs> <laughs> more editing for tom to do he's gonna overlay it on the top of this right now isn't he
0: i'm gonna have to now now that you've said (laughs) it i wasn't gonna joke but now i'm gonna have to find it (laughs) out what
2: have we got here a really interesting video with an insight into my private life, including my world famous ring pole collection and physics homework notes from the 1970s. Well, they won't sell many of those. Let's see
1: what else we can catch.
0: we got another. What have we got this time? Let's have a look. Oh,
2: dear me. Oh, you wouldn't believe it. It's one of those John Virgo no-dad waistcoats. I know now why they call them no-dads. It's because at Christmas all the kids say no-dad. I don't want one of those silly things.
0: No, no, I'm busy.
2: What? No, I'm not doing it. No, I don't care. Look, I said no, and I mean no. How much? Hang on, i be right with you.
1: Snooker, loopy, nuts are we. We're all snooker, loopy. Uh-huh. Uh, so I'm taking that as a, you no, know, I haven't seen that joke.
0: No, I. I mean, I will have seen it. Immediately after this podcast ends, because that sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I think
1: Stuka's in a in a precarious position. Really, I think because you know we're very close to the end for the class of '92, who I think are probably still the three most popular players overall in the game. Um, yeah, I'd or say. three or three of the top eight at, at the very least. You know you know what's sad? Jimmy White is probably still the in the top ten of favourite players.
0: Yeah, I mean Jimmy uh, White would sell more tickets than and Wilson and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's mad.
1: Yeah. yeah, well that that's the situation Stuka is in. People are more interested in the fact that Stephen Hendry hasn't bothered entering a tournament than Gary Wilson winning his first ranking title.
0: Yeah, no, that's I mean that's the whole reason Hendry's got his tour card, because they know he can still sell more tickets than the vast majority of the tour. Even if he plays rubbish. Utterly rubbish. Even if he doesn't pot a ball.
1: Yeah. I hope he plays in the shootout this year.
0: Yellow! Yellow! (laughs) Blue! (laughs) What's your favourite shootout noise, Joe?
1: (laughs) To be honest, I, I don't really have one. Um... I would say potentially the um the Pink Panther theme whenever the pink is potted.
0: Da, da 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 that one. Ba-da, yeah. ba-da, 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 ba-da. <laughs> I mean what I you know, I know people slag off the the uh the shootout and there's lots of reasons to slag it off, but you know, when they're singing the Pink Panther, you can hear the smiles in their in their voices, which I think is quite well, sweet, yeah. you know. <clears throat> yeah. People have a good time. And, you know, it's not a traditional snooker thing, but... Oh, Hendry's not in the shootout, mate. Boo. Blue. <laughs> Boo, <laughs> Hendry. Uh, uh. I mean, that's a shame, like, literally, that... <laughs> Just play an event, mate. I mean,
1: that's probably a tournament that he's got the best chance of winning.
0: Yeah. He, no, he, exactly. Or at well, least he's...
1: winning a match. <laughs> you oh. know.
0: It's mad, really, because at the moment I was looking at the, the rankings and he the rankings are based on prize money and then all the players on the same amount. It's ranked on how many events you've entered and played in. And he's currently ranked 130th at the moment. He's right at the bottom. <laughs> wow. And that's got to be the lowest he's ever been ranked in his whole career. Which, yeah. I yeah. surely you'd have to be a bit embarrassed by that and mm-hmm. want to change it. Uh, well,
1: yeah, I, I just think he's not bothered particularly. Uh, and what's really sad is, you know, that first match he came back, he scored a century in the first frame. Yeah. You know, it's there somewhere. But, you know, he said it himself on on his channel. Uh, he just doesn't practice, so, or not enough anyway. I mean, we saw this coming. You know, he, he doesn't even win the seniors event. Yeah. So, but, yeah, are, are you looking forward to the Masters? <laughs> to bring us all the way back round.
0: Thank you for asking me back for the question I asked you about 30 minutes ago. Yeah. I am, yeah. I, I think it's, you know, it's always good to watch BBC events. Um, you know, it's one of the last two BBC events where we're going to have probably JV and probably Dennis, I think, mm. to be honest, which is a bit of a shame if it's not out of their choosing. That's It's going to be quite sad, I think. Um, but it's always a, a good event, the Masters. and
1: We've heard it before that... Um... It would be their last season and that they've clung on until now, so I'm still hopeful. Mm. But uh, I do think ITV would be a bit daft to not snap them up if BBC did let them go. Yeah, I think, I think at the very least, I think we'll see John Virgo snapped up. Um, even though I think they are both loved by a lot of snooker fans, I think. Virgo will possibly be the slightly bigger loss to the coverage just because I think he's more iconic in terms of the commentary side of things. I think Dennis Taylor, obviously, snooker player history wise, he is more iconic than John Virgo. But because Virgo was a big break icon and, you know, his trick shots are renowned and just his voice, you know, he is the voice
0: of snooker now. Well, the you know. You know, the reason he was so good on Big Break is that he's got more of that kind of charisma. You need to be a presenter yeah. to actually present a product, which I don't think comes as naturally to Dennis Taylor or Steve Davis or a lot of those. Well, most snooker players, frankly, don't have that same kind of gravitas and mm-hmm. and just sense of showmanship that Virgo has. Mm-hmm. And he's got it, which is why he was on Big Break and why despite not having the best playing career, he's still one of the most famous players from that era. You know, there's players who are far more successful who aren't in the game anymore. Yeah, Virgo's. I mean, you know, whatever happens, for Virgo still to be the lead commentator at his age after so many years in the game is is bloody impressive, isn't it?
1: Well, yeah, and uh, I think I've seen somebody tweet um, during the UK Championships that nobody can, you know... uh, present the climax to a match the way john virgo does Mm. you know the the sort of you know the it's hard to explain but the sort of sum up at the end of a match where the commentator will say ding jung is through and you know he's through to the final by 10 frames to six or whatever yeah john virgo delivers that Inch perfectly every time. Well,
0: I think, I think, you know, what he nails is at the end of the match, the crowd are on their feet with adrenaline and excitement, clapping and cheering. The players have the adrenaline going through them at the end of the match, and there's the big fist pump because you're so happy to have won it. And Virgo matches it, which is what you have to do. He matches that that energy level whereas
1: Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Cause he goes up a notch if you see the good old fist pump from Sean Murphy and yeah. But that's what that's what you have to do as a good commentator. You have to match mm. what's going on in front of you. Whereas I don't mm. think some of the other names quite well, they don't do it as well as him. No one does it as yeah. well as him. Yeah. And that's what I think is sad, is that Virgo I think
1: is is still the best in the business. Yeah you know, might be out of a job in snooker next year. After all these years, I think if there are two people that deserve to call it time when they want to call it time, it's it's mm. Dennis and John, I think.
0: Yeah, um I agree. You know, and I,
1: and I think equally, Steve Davis is a pundit, you know, John Parrott to a lesser extent, but I, I still think Steve and John Parrott should get the the. The opportunity to decide when they want to step down because they've been part of the BBC coverage for years and years, you know, for as long as I've been alive, and uh, you know it's the same with Hazel as well. You know that you know the, these people. You're not telling me that Gary Lineker will be booted off Match of the Day before he says, "Look, I'm I want to step down." You know, you look at Sue Barker for instance in, with the Wimbledon you know, she stepped down. And I just think, I think people need to be given that opportunity to go on their own terms. And
0: it, if they take the job to their grave, then so be it, you know, I'm absolutely fine with them bringing in new talent and maybe going, okay, Dennis Taylor and Virgo are going to take a slight step back, but they yeah. should still be there. I don't know why you'd get rid of them completely. Yeah. Cause I get, you need to give the other people experience before you pass on the commentary waistcoat or whatever you call it. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, the commentary uh, white line pen. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> but but they may as well still be there. I don't know why you wouldn't use them to go. oh, we are going to get rid of them completely? Seems ridiculous. Like, because why? Why would you not have them on board still?
1: You know, I think I think we see a lot of, of noisy people on Twitter. And, and I think that potentially clouds our judgment of how popular the BBC coverage actually is because we see the noisy crowd on Twitter. But if you, if you watch the coverage and BBC tournaments where they've got their earpieces in, and mm. if John Virgo says a funny line, like the whole audience erupts in laughter. Therefore, they're not listening to Eurosports commentary on these earpieces, which you can do. They're listening to to the BBC you know but but you know according to the noisy lot on Twitter Eurosport is the best coverage and 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 you know that is the opinion of so many people out there um you know including very renowned snooker journalists and
0: Eurosport has the most coverage like it doesn't I think people confuse that for going oh it must be the best like I you know I think we all wish that I oh, wouldn't it be great if the BBC had 10 tournaments a season, but you know, the coverage of a lot of these events. Like, I subscribed to Matchroom on YouTube and they were <laughs> yeah. doing the the 50th edition of the Championship League at the moment. Uh, it seems to happen about 10 times a season. And I clicked on it and I watched it for about two minutes today because it was just no commentary, players playing in a really echoey hall, and you're just like, this... You've, you've, you may as well put them in a club. Do you, do you know what I mean? You've, you've well, put who no the effort hell into wants it. to
1: watch that? You know, honestly, who wants to watch that? Because who wants to... You know, yes, okay, today I think Selby played Trump. That's an okay match, but nobody wants to watch Kyron Wilson take on Barry Pinches in the Championship League. I'm sorry, nobody does want to watch that match. Uh, apart from Kyron's kids... And some weird Barry Pinch's fans, probably somewhere <laughs> in Norwich. I don't know why Norwich, but I think all his fans are from Norwich.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, and if you are one of those weird Barry Pinches fans, please do get in touch. <laughs> We'd love to chat to you.
1: Well, you know what I mean. It's just it's, and that I think that hits the nail on the head with. With snooker at the moment, is that you've got these Mickey Mouse tournaments that nobody cares about, and there's too many of those tournaments. The players don't care about it,
0: the fans don't care about it. I would love a Mickey Mouse tournament that's like they have to dress up as Disney characters while playing. <laughs> that the would Disney get Open.
1: Yeah. Oh, and here's uh, Neil Robertson dressed as Goofy.
0: <laughs> well there's a bit of a an argument backstage Because uh, both Sean Murphy And Stuart Bingham both wanted to be Winnie the Pooh They had a bit of a,
1: <laughs> a Bit of a fist fight over it Well you couldn't have uh, Judd Trump as Donald Donald Duck because then they'd say It's uh, Judd who's as Donald Trump And then uh, you know
0: That's but, very uh, true
1: Should we have quick predictions for the Masters? I need to get the draw. I
0: mean, who's in it at the moment? It changes the day at the
1: moment. So go on. Who are your finalists for the Masters?
0: Well, I'm thinking... Ronnie against Mark Allen. Okay. And... What do you you think? And who's going to win? And by what score... Oh, God. Um, Mark Allen's going to win by two frames. Why have I said that? (laughs) No! Uh,
1: I'm going to go Sean Murphy against Selby.
0: Murphy against Selby?
1: And it's going to be Murphy that wins 10-6. I mean, you heard it here first, folks. Yeah, I've heard it through the match-fixing <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.
0: That's our predictions. Let us know in the comments as well if you have any uh, people who you think... Well, any predictions. Who do you think is going to win? Who do you think is going to go out in the final? And who do you think is going to be very disappointing in the first round? Feel free to let us know in the comments. Um, all that's left to say, thank you again, Joe, for joining uh, my me. My pleasure. It's been absolutely lovely as always. This is the snooker loopy podcast uh on youtube or on spotify please do subscribe or follow and all that stuff because who knows what i'm going to surprise joe with next episode i can't wait to be
1: fair you you've surprised me with dennis taylor themed things in the past you you got me the uh the dennis taylor kellogg's figure where is he he's down there shall i go get him
0: (laughs) Yes, please do. I, I've not seen him for a while, and I, I was missing him, actually. I can see you've well, got the uh, the PS1 snooker game on display. There
1: we go. It's uh, the 1985 champion himself. That's the oh, Taylor. it's a
0: cracker. There you go. It's an absolute cracker.
1: Yes, and he's going to say some, some words. Yeah. Goodbye.
0: Joe is uh, using Dennis Saylor a bit like he is um, the puppet Sooty. In that he, only Joe can hear him speak at the moment, but it's 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 wonderful to watch. Joe, can you take a photo of that Dennis? And maybe I'll put him as the family of the podcast?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you can have him side by side with the, uh, the, the one singing snooker Snoop-a-lo- Loopy.
0: <laughs> yeah. We'll make our own uh, stop-motion music video with that Dennis Taylor. <laughs> I'll give you three guesses as to what year this
1: Dennis Taylor Kellogg's figure was made.
0: I mean, it must have been 86, surely. No.
1: Nope. 87?
0: No. Nope. 89? Oh, idiot. Oh, no. I mean, that is, uh, they've waited a while yeah. to make that. Yeah,
1: and to be honest, he looks a little bit topless. I don't, uh, if you look, he looks like he's not wearing a shirt underneath his um, waistcoat.
0: Oh yeah, he's got his, um, he's got like a low cut, kind of uh, like what some boy band members were—very, very, very low cut top. <laughs> yeah, which I mean, fair, fair play to Dennis if he if he wants to do that. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. They'll just be calling them Dirty Den. That's a problem.
0: (laughs) 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 And on that note, it's good night from me. And it's good night from him.